Welcome, listeners, to the 17th premium chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, The Liberal QAnon. As always, we are your hosts, Julian Fields and Travis View. We've heard your requests and we're finally going there. This week's episode is about the liberal QAnon with a focus on Louise Mensch, Bill Palmer, and Seth Abramson. We will examine how Hillary Clinton's loss and the rise of Russiagate spawned grifters and conspiracy theorists among liberal and neoliberal circles. Jake is uh, still missing. Uh, I'm actually not sure if the Abramson part of the episode is going to happen at all. Uh, so without further... Uh, okay, I just got a text message from Jake. Oh, yeah? What the fuck? Um, it's not... No words. It's just a long-ass voice message. Uh, Jesus, should we... Should we yeah, listen to yeah, it? Yeah, let's th- throw it up. Throw it up. Let's, okay. t- let's take a listen. Oh, my God. If you remember, uh, uh, Jake kind of went in on Seth Abramson after um, this week on Twitter. Yeah, he was beefing. He was, he was, yeah, he he really went. He was protecting you, actually. He was, yeah, because uh, yeah, Seth Abramson went after me, but um, he kind of, kind of, kind of went missing. Julian, it's Jake Rakitansky from the Pod. I'm not sure how much time I have. My phone is at like twelve percent. All I know is this. I was at 7-Eleven, dude, minding my own fucking goddamn business and exercising my American right to buy jewel pods when all of a sudden I feel these large, like definitely hairy arms wrapping around me. At first I thought maybe it was one of the store clerks coming to give me a hug since I buy jewel pods and chili dogs there sometimes and I'm pretty tight with them. But before I could do anything, dude, a paper bag was put over my head and I was dragged Holy kicking shit. and screaming to the back of the car. Oh my God. <sighs> Judging by the weak sound of the engine, I'm pretty sure I'm in some kind of electric car, uh, possibly a Prius, uh, and uh, someone in the car is playing like awful singer-songwriter acoustic music and singing loudly (laughs) and badly. I wish he had just murdered me instead of subjecting me to this torture. (sighs) All right, man, I got a safe battery. I'll try to contact you again. Oh my God, that's... um... That, that's fucking upsetting. It's like, where the fuck could he be right now? Should I call the cops? I don't know. We actually should keep recording. I mean, we don't have that much time on Sunday. Uh, yeah, know. yeah, good point. Good you drive point. along. Gas right. We want to waste a g- valuable recording time. I mean, do you think we should, like, call the cops before we continue? Or uh, You know, God, I got to be somewhere this afternoon. Yeah, but true. So um, yeah. I, I will definitely, like, put... Give throw in the FBI tip at the tip line yeah. or something. I don't we'll know. see. Like once you know, once we're done our first segment, maybe we can reconsider. But for now, that's true. We, we got to keep moving. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's keep get moving. Louise Mensch with Julian Field. Louise Mensch is born in London in 1971. She goes to an all-girls Catholic private school and then uh, continues to go to more of those. Her father is Roman Catholic gentry, and both sides of her family have roots in the Catholic Church. She is named Young Poet of the Year at 18, and goes on to intern for MTV Europe, and then briefly work for EMI Records and uh, Sony Music. She writes Chicklet under the pseudonym Louise Bagshaw. Later, speaking of her oeuvre, Mensch says, quote, All of them feature feminist heroines making it on their own. I simply couldn't write about some drippy Cinderella, because I don't admire those women. Seems yeah, harsh. Just thro- throwing femmes under the bus there. Mm-hmm. Both of Mensch's parents are active in the conservative party, and Louise joins it at age 14 like a normal person. By 35, she switches to the Labour Party, saying she liked Tony Blair because he is, quote, socially liberal but an economic Tory. 
By the next year, she had defected back to the Conservative Party to help her mother win a seat in East Sussex County Council, dethroning the Liberal Democrat there. She goes on to campaign for the Conservatives in the general election of 97, 01, and 05. In 2001, she also founds the Hudson Union Society. You'll be surprised to find out that the organization has fuck all to do with unions, instead being a members-only New York-based club that runs celebrity showcases each week for people like General Martin Dempsey, American Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Brian Cranston, Madeleine Albright, Whoopi Goldberg, former head of Department of Homeland Security Jed Johnson, Tom Clancy, Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, Gwyneth Paltrow, Billy Crystal, Colin Powell, Neil Patrick Harris, and Jon Stewart. Wow, that's, that's a lineup. Yeah, a confused mix of entertainers and politicians that people can pay to come listen to. So here's the main quote on their site. The Hudson Union is an extraordinary and intimate institution where the most powerful people who believe in changing our world visit daily. It has therefore become a very prestigious, a one-of-a-kind organization well-known to many in the international community that helps sensitize a desensitized world by focusing on some of the most important issues impacting our lives. This is a quote from His Royal Highness Prince Zaid of Jordan. So why would the Prince of Jordan give a quote? Well, he's married to Princess Badia, who started the whole thing with Mensch and this other guy, Joseph Pascal. The place reeks to high heavens of old money trying to show how open they are to culture, ranging from war criminals to stand-up comedians, all over a glass of bubbly and some canapes. Uh, yeah, it just seems like fucking hell. And it, uh, Well, I, I don't know. I think that hanging out with a comedian and a war criminal at the same time, that could make for an interesting conversation. <laughs> you know, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking comedy troupe composed of Bill O'Reilly and Jon Stewart. <laughs> Woo! In 2006, uh, Mensch is placed on conservative Prime Minister David Cameron's A-list, positioning her as a Tory phenom with a solid three-pointer. That year, she is selected to stand in the constituency of Corby, going on to win the 2010 general election and defeating Labour incumbent Phil Hope. That year, she is elected by other conservative members of Parliament to serve on the Select Committee for the Department of Culture, Media, and Sport. In 2012, she steps down as MP to move to New York City with her husband, Peter Mensch, an American music manager. In a bizarre British cult behavior, she is appointed to the nominal position of crown steward and bailiff of the Manor of Northstead, as she takes off to America, seemingly uninterested in that particular manor. It appears she got into two scuffles during her time as MP. The first happens uh, when in 2011 she interrogates Rupert and James Murdoch about the phone hacking scandal related to the News of the World outlet. Specifically, they had hacked the phones of multiple victims of high-profile crimes, endangering them on multiple occasions. Mensch makes a name for herself with her, quote, sharp, precise, coolly scornful questions. She also erroneously attributes a quote to Piers Morgan, claiming that he admitted to phone hacking in his autobiography. This is false. And when challenged on CNN, she cites the protection of parliamentary privilege, which allows her to neither apologize nor reassert the statement. She later apologizes to Morgan. <laughs> the Murdochs dig dirt on her, accusing her of taking drugs and getting drunk in the 90s at a club in Birmingham, which she attended with violinist Nigel Kennedy. She calls the allegations highly probable and uh, subsequently admits to using Class A drugs in the Sunday Times. <laughs> the Murdochs made her sound cool yeah, as hell. Exactly. Owned. Yeah, totally. The second time she made waves was around the 2011 riots in England after cops shot a Thai man in the back, killing him. They claimed he was carrying a gun at the time. There are many inconsistencies in the police's account of what happened, and one witness claims they saw the cops plant the gun. 
Either way, this kicks off riots, and Mensch proposes that Twitter and Facebook be shut down or, quote, take an hour off during events like the riots to stop the spread of false rumors and to conserve police resources. People accuse her of trying to put in place censorship, and the Sussex police say hey, they actually use Twitter to stop rumors. The hubbub inspires one man to get in touch with Mensch by email to threaten Louise and her children. He later cops 26 weeks in prison. After the conviction, Mensch calls for social media platforms to identify anonymous bullies so they can experience consequences for what they say. Nothing like this happens. After grandstanding against bullying, Mensch is then accused of bullying 17-year-old Abby Tomlinson, who founded a movement called Millie Fandom, a celebration of former labor leader Edward Miliband. Mensch denies the accusations, claiming to have merely criticized Tomlinson. Her posts include accusing the girl of not founding the movement, which I'm not sure what she would gain from proving that. Louise then writes a 4,000-word blog entry in which she reiterates that she did not bully Tomlinson, but in the very same entry, she makes new claims about the teen. It is unclear why she ever focused on Tomlinson in the first place, other than the teen's support of a labor figure. Certainly a weird way to spend her time, and a bit of a kind of harbinger of, of things to come with Mensch. In 2012, Mensch works with a former labor digital advisor called Luc Bozier to set up a social network site that was supposed to be politic that was supposed to be a politics-focused rival to Twitter. They name it Menschen, spelled M-E-N-S-H-N, which is a totally normal thing to do. Uh, the industry immediately pointed out that Menschen was using HTTP instead of HTTPS, which would leave the site open to data breaches and password theft. They eventually switched, uh, but Menschen was shut down less than a year after it was started. Here's an article by Charles Arthur for The Guardian. Bozier, a former e-campaigns manager for the Labour Party, who defected to the Tories in 2012, expressed bitterness at Mensch's decision to end their business relationship. Quote, I am forced to agree that we don't have a basis for a working relationship and frankly no longer wished uh, to hold shares in the company she runs, end quote, he wrote. He said that, quote, I had a great time building and launching Mention uh, despite the mountain-sized buckets of cyber shit I got from my association with Louise. <laughs> it was a great experience, and some elements of the journey were really fun, end quote. Bozier and Mench uh, met at the end of 2011 and registered the, the Mention site and incorporated the company Mench Bozier uh, in uh, February 2012. Bozier resigned as director on 17th of January 2013, following his arrest and bailing by police in London on charges unrelated to the site. Mention never grew large enough to become a serious threat to any of the large numbers of social networks on offer elsewhere. Mitch was its highest point scorer on the site's leaderboard, also appearing as Luis F.B., so this is, I just love this kind of rich person thing of just project after project. They all fail. Yeah, they're all worthless. Yeah. They're all like a fucking weird thing about yourself. They're right. And they're, they're all very, very proud for working on it. She's yeah. like, I, I, you know, I am so amazing that I'm not even going to found a magazine. I'm going to found a fucking social media network in which I'm the queen. <laughs> right. Just start a Discord like us, you know, you can rule over them with an iron fist. That's <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so once she gets to the United States, Mensch starts writing for multiple newspapers, including The Times and The Guardian, you know, which is normal because she's so credible so far, why not give her a fucking column? So in her articles for The Guardian, she advocates for what she calls reality-based feminism, conservative feminism, and Tory feminism, all while criticizing the modern feminist movement, which she qualified as ultra-feminism. <laughs> it's fucking... God damn it. She then started a style and fashion blog called Unfashionista with the slogan, 
fashion, feminism, fitness, and a little inspiration. So uh, I could not find it online. It's clearly dead. Uh, there does remain badly lit videos of Mensch herself with titles like Even Faster Dressing, Fast Basic Makeup, or even just Dress Test. And all of those have the unfashionista tag. So despite her previous beef with the Murdochs, Mensch then goes to work for them, developing a platform under their banner. In 2016, she launches Heat Street, a center-right libertarian rag, which she pitches as a, quote, libertarian Huffington Post. She interviews the actor Adam Baldwin, who helped popularize the Gamergate hashtag, and because Louise is a bird brain, she sides with him, and describes it as, quote, the scandal of falsely accused young men that, quote, divided the feminists like me and the feminists. The November 2016 election comes and goes. Mensch's brain starts firing off in all directions. She breaks her first scoop that month, correctly claiming that the FBI had been granted a warrant to watch email traffic between the Trump organization and two Russian banks. Mensch then leaves Heat Street soon after to start her own blog, which she names Patribotics. I fucking... She describes it as a, quote, investigative journalism and analysis of the Russian hack on Americans' democracy and related topics, pro-America, pro-democracy, pro-NATO, pro-Russia, anti-Putin. Her first article is published in January of 2017, and it's titled, Dear Mr. Putin, Let's Play Chess. <laughs> Vanity Fair calls it a must-read primer and prescient as hell. The article, by the way, claims that Edward Snowden is a Russian asset who worked for years with the Kremlin to discredit Hillary Clinton. In April of 2017, Mensch tweets, You're with us, or you are with them. Allies or enemies. Situation calls for zero shades of gray. She literally sounds yeah. like George Bush when he launched the war on terror. I mean, she, she sounds like a, uh, you know, uh, eight on honestly, yeah. be like, all oh, it's like the, the world is very clean. Yeah, yeah she, like, she built mention as her own eight chan to like pill herself on. So that same month, Joseph Bernstein writes for BuzzFeed News, quote, since last November's election, the former British politician Louise Mensch has transformed herself into the leader of a wide-ranging internet investigation into Russian espionage and influence in American politics, media, and business. Every day, Mensch and her network of online detectives unravel what they claim is a massive conspiracy linking the Kremlin, the Republican Party, armies of internet trolls, and moneyed puppet masters around the world. Mensch, who sometimes tweets hundreds of times a day, has claimed or implied that targets ranging from top government officials to journalists to teenagers to anonymous Twitter users are in thrall to Vladimir Putin. Just since Inauguration Day, according to an extensive review of her tweets, the New York-based Mensch has accused at least 210 people and organizations of being under Russian government influence. Mensch's list includes 35 American politicians and government officials, 26 journalists, 26 organizations and corporations, among them think tanks, banks, media outlets, foreign intelligence agencies, and security firms, 18 Russians. Out of 210, she accuses 18 Russians only of being Russia-aligned. That's, 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 that's a bad ratio. Smart. 18 U.S. citizens, notable for political donations or affiliations, 80 low-profile Twitter accounts, Mensch is characterized as Putin bots, or similar, many of which appear to belong to Americans who support President Trump, and two British politicians. The list includes figures as disparate as Bernie Sanders and Sean Hannity. At one point, Mensch accuses a 15-year-old girl of being a Kremlin fabrication. BuzzFeed later visits the girl's home and interviews her via phone. I, how, do you, how do you get to the point where you accuse a teenager online of not existing? That's... 
You know, I mean, again, I was like the drop back to the QAnon really reminds me of how they accuse everyone of being like either uh, like a shill or yeah. like a like a every every event is a false flag. There's like, you know, there's no real, real reality. Everything's fake all the time. Yeah, everything's fake that is real, but everything's real that is fake. Mm. Uh, in the article, Mensch's in the article, Mensch's reached for comments about the list she made. She answers. No, uh, I doubt that number is accurate. I'm quite certain the number is going to be a lot larger than 210 people organizations once the trials are finished. It takes a village to elect a president who is working hand in glove with the Kremlin, both in terms of propaganda and hacking collusion. And that's before we even get to the money laundering. Minch uh, went on to say that her criteria for determining whether or not someone was a Russian agent depended on intelligence from sources, actions, words such as tweets, and other primary source material. Words such as tweets? <laughs> yes. Fuck, dude. She is straight up like, she's one level up from 4chan. She, yeah. She's using Twitter like 4chan. She, she's LARPing pretty hard. Oh, oh my god. Okay, we have a second uh, text message coming in again. It just seems to be a fucking audio message from Jay. Yeah, we'll throw that up. Throw yeah. that up. Let's okay. see, what, see how he's doing. Oh my god. I hope he's okay. I mean, we, we did sorry, kind we, of ignore we got his pleas lost. for help. Yeah, I feel we, bad about that, but uh, we will listen to that. It was to a really this interesting Louise Mench, but I don't know. Okay. Julian, hey, it's Jake again. Things are way worse than I thought. Okay, so remember a couple of days ago when Travis and I completely dunked on Seth Abramson on Twitter? <clears throat> so bad that he deleted his original thread like a fucking coward? Well, <laughs> remember that. dude, joke's on me because I am now in Seth Abramson's basement in a giant dirt pit. Fuck. Dear God. It's a really cute dog down here, but I think it must have allegiance to Seth because I've been asking it to call for help and it's literally just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. I gotta make this quick because he could come back here any minute. I don't think I've been injured and he's keeping me alive by running a wooden bucket down into the pit with food and water. Dude, he's lost it. He keeps yelling out nonsense and saying a number before it. He's like speaking in threads, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Oh shit, here he comes. It puts the collusion in the bucket. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't have any collusion. It puts the collusion in the bucket. <laughs> okay, look, dude. I'm really sorry this all turned out horribly for you, but there is no need to murder an innocent life. It puts the collusion in the bucket or it gets the hundred tweet thread. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Julian, I gotta go. I'll try to contact you again when I can. Oh, oh my God. My oh. God. That's... Well, that he's been kidnapped by Seth Abramson. That's yeah. horrible. I mean, we could, we could if we wanted, like, actually look up where Seth Abramson lives and call mm. the cop. But I want to wrap up this episode, if I'm yeah. going to be honest. We'll, we will do that after know. this. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll do it after this. Well, think about it. So Matt Taibbi, a longtime journalist for Rolling Stone, among others, writes an article that year warning of a, quote, case of mass hysteria around Russiagate. Um, seems like in retrospect he was correct. Mensch then says that Taibbi, quote, might be a Russian agent. Taibbi responded, quote, I am not a Russian agent. I have never been engaged in any kind of espionage work. He would later comment on Mensch, quote, a lot of her success has come from some of the same instincts that have given Trump success. The ability to generate headlines is a quality that is good to have if you are an attention-seeking person in the internet age. Still in April of 2017, Louise Mensch tweets this, quote, that's because you, Russia, funded riots in Ferguson. See Zero Hour, I have your connections to Trump archived via Schiller and Scavino. So yes, she is accusing Russia of funding the uh, the kind of black community uprising in Ferguson following, uh, you know, another awful police killing of a, a young unarmed uh, black male. 
which is totally normal, fine, and cool, actually. April is a busy month for Mensch, who publishes an article accusing Carter Page, an advisor to the Trump campaign, of going to Moscow with a tape of Donald Trump on which he offers Putin, quote, treason for hacking. <laughs> I, have you ever seen someone, uh, like um, a homeless person with a sign and it just says treason for hacking? <laughs> treason for hacking. <laughs> we'll do treason this. in exchange for hacking. I love I love this because like in all the testimony, they always talk about how, how Donald Trump is very coy. He never says anything directly, yeah. but apparently there's a ta tape of him going, hello, Mr. Putin, would you like some hacking? And I would like to give you some treason, please. <laughs> in May, Mensch teams up with Bill Palmer, who Travis will be covering, to falsely claim that a New York grand jury was investigating Trump and Russia. This leads to Senator Ed Markey repeating the misinformation. He later apologizes for making the claim, citing Mensch and Palmer as his sources. That same month, Mensch says that the Russia probe will mean that Orrin Hatch, the senator from Utah who was made designated survivor at Trump's inauguration, will soon become president. She also claims that a RICO case is being considered against the Republican Party. She claims that this will lead to the arrest of Trump, Mike Pence, and Paul Ryan on racketeering charges. None of this uh, ever happens or even appears to be true at all. In July of the same year, Louise Mensch tweets, My sources say the death penalty for espionage being considered for Steve Bannon. I am pro-life and take no pleasure in reporting this. This is completely false, actually, and Bannon remains very much unexecuted, I and I love that she has to throw in that she doesn't like abortion. She's like, guys, I don't like abortion, but they're about to abort one of my most hated figures. Yeah, also that, they, they don't even have the death penalty in the UK, so I think, that, but yeah, but like, yeah, I, I love, this is like, this is like the all-time classic Mensch tweet, where it's just, it's like this, and like the, was it the, uh, 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 Supreme Court one yeah. where they thought there was going to be a, a special sealed, um, you know, like impeachment or yeah. whatever. But yeah, this is just absolutely bonkers. Like in any, if we lived in a sort of respectable information world, she yeah. would instantly lose credibility, credibility and no one would listen to her after this. But that's not, just not the world we live that's in. That's not the world we live in. It's not the world we used to live in. Every single person who fucking campaigned for months so that we would invade Iraq are still, well, uh, you know, nationally syndicated fucking columnists being paid true. hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for their fucking opinions um anyways there is actually a better tweet i think oh, yeah? my favorite louise match tweet is coming up and it involves bernie sanders it is so outrageous i just love it it's so mensch so um so in may of 2018 louise tweets hey i'll break my rule for you me too is and has always been russian propaganda fucking me too yep took Al Franken out of the Senate on the word of a Roger Stone Putinist liar. Democrats swelled whole like idiots, now brought out with a flourish to attack America. Due process. I mean, okay, so let's recap. Uh, the Me Too movement and the Ferguson riots, right. both all, Russia. All, all Kremlin. It's, it's all, all false flags. The QAnon, they, like, suggests, like, the, all the false flags are sort of organized by Soros or maybe the, the CIA, but in this case, it's, it's always the Kremlin. Uh, let's drop the Kremlin for a second to explore one of my favorite tweets, as mentioned earlier, because on February 2019, Mensch tweets, Bernie's 2016 campaign was American Airlines Flight 11. And now Bernie's 2020 campaign is United Airlines Flight 176, and I will never forget. So she is, of course, describing the two planes that were flown into the World Trade Center to uh -huh. towers in 2011. She gets one of the flight numbers wrong in her tweet, 
But her strong and valid point remains. Bernie Sanders, senator from Vermont, is running campaigns akin to flying planes into buildings to mass murder people. My real takeaway from Louise Mensch is that if you are cautious with your claims yeah. and you strive to avoid hyperbole, you're just a moron because you're not yeah. building an audience that way. Although I do like the image, just Bernie Sanders fucking crazed face as he flies <laughs> a plane into a fucking right. building with his little white wispy hair just flying back behind him somehow. <laughs> The menace, the menace of the sky, Bernie Sanders. So it's hard to fully cover how many times Louise has made up shit or carried water for made up shit. She uh, does tend to harass and attack anybody who criticizes her, often telling journalists to go fuck themselves when they ask for evidence or sources to back up her claims. On March 7th, 2019, the government jails whistleblower Chelsea Manning for refusing to testify at a secret grand jury. Mensch responds to her tweet, quote, enjoy jail, traitor. Hmm. fucking piece of shit in march of 2019 the Mueller probe is wrapped up and it is announced that trump will not be indicted of either colluding with the russians or obstructing justice louise of course doubles down saying that her claims have been correct all along and that the grand jury investigation is still going to bring justice and that attorney general Barr's summary is quote just obfuscation prior to congressional oversight uh to this day she refuses to back down so how does Louise make money from her disinformation? Uh, well, she employs your trusty neighborhood PayPal, encouraging readers to donate their money so she can continue to furiously type the dumbest shit possible into her MacBook Air. Here's from her blog. Patriotics is commissioning writers and hoping to expand our work. We are eternally thankful for reader donations that make this journalism possible in the first place. Any amount donated is gratefully received. Our PayPal link is here. Thank you for supporting independent journalism. We want to hear from you. All emailed information is read, but we only publish reporting based on source information from credible sources personally known to the editors in various fields. If a piece of information appears significant, we would ask at least two known sources to verify it independently before we would publish it. I love this because in the same passage, she asks people to give her money and also accuses them of being the reason why she's gotten everything wrong so far. <laughs> if you would just provide two fucking sources before right. you write in shit to me yeah give me money and then quit fucking up my blog yeah great and also it's it reads like um you know when you launch like your like ceo of my own company that is my name website where you like write your bio but you do it from a third person thing it's like uh she she writes here she's like uh from credible sources personally known to the editor in various fields it's just her no right right she's quit every I mean, let's be honest, every platform she's been involved in is fucking trash. Anyone who would publish her, you know, even The Guardian, whatever issue You're of right. The Guardian you published her in, the rest is tainted. It's trash. Just just, just make it like a, a kind of like bonus uh, like newspaper with disinformation in it or something. But either way, she has fired herself from every platform yep. and failed in every endeavor she's made, yeah. ex except for paying incredibly rich uh, powerful people, including war criminals, to speak to other rich people who want to hear their shit because they think it's illuminating. You know, it's interesting that both Mensch and uh, Seth Abramson, but they both have a background in fiction writing. Yeah, and uh, I think I was wondering if that if that sort of like informs their sort of political writing, where they they try to make it uh, they they know what sort of storytelling tricks to sort yeah. of push people's buttons. Julian, hey, it's Jake again. I'm not sure, but I think I've been here for like. Two days now. Why is he? I'm really scared, man. He sent us that message. Luckily, he didn't search me, so I've still got my jewel, and I'm sneaking puffs basically whenever I can. 
we mess with the wrong guy, boys. He hasn't hurt me yet, but every morning he comes to the edge of the pit and opens a giant book of poetry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, ma- and he makes me listen as he fucking reads every poem. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> really clunky and, and pretentious. And, but he keeps telling me how he's won all these f- awards. I can't tell if he's just crazy or if poetry as an art form is completely dead. Mm. He could come back at any moment, so if this message cuts off, you'll know that's why. All I can tell you is he spends most of the time wandering around screaming random shit like 4,000 endnotes, 2,000 media citations. Like, I have no idea what any of it means. This morning, instead of lowering down food in the bucket, he lowered down like five copies of his book and he told me I had to eat them. I've eaten half of one and I buried the rest, so it's very possible I could die from egg poisoning if that's a thing. Fuck. Shit, someone's coming. I gotta go. I, I assume you guys have notified the authorities. Okay, bye. Mm. Yeah. Oh. We we have not yet. We haven't yet. We, we will get around to it. I want to be very clear. Yeah. It, I mean, it feels like that thing where it's like you've gone so far without I mean, it. You're like, you know. I mean, feel like I feel like this is like a problem that's going to solve itself. Yeah. I will. I do. You know what? I have a little to-do list app. And I have yeah. called the police, uh, uh, like tell them that South Abramson has kidnapped Jake. But I'm gonna get get to that again. We got to record this episode, so yeah. we'll do this afterwards. Yeah, jeez, Jake, come on, man. Like, think about think about the fans, dude. <laughs> like, you fucking calling us to to get help or whatever. They expect you to be here in recording. Okay, it's not our fault that you pissed off, you know, Seth Abramson, who may or may not worship Beelzebub. Mench is fucking despicable to me because she plays on people's hopes that like justice is going to be rendered onto Trump, you know, which is highly unlikely for multiple reasons, mostly because the Republicans control the fucking Senate and it's and a lot of the courts, even the you know, even if it goes up to like the top, guess what? It's still Republican weighted. They've That's managed to, to stack people on those courts. So whatever. Um she she edges her vulnerable liberal readers over the course of years, promising oftentimes sanguinary consequences for whatever target she decides is a Russian agent. And I guarantee, listener, that you too can be accused of being a Russian agent. All it takes is calling Louise Mensch out on her fucking bullshit. I love her. Yeah. You yeah. gotta love her. She is she is just the the absolute worst. Yeah. Just like it just it, it's like I I I always like try to be careful, like like I I never want to try like a false equivalence between like people like Mensch and uh, like QAnon because QAnon is legitimately more uh, concerning and dangerous and out there. Yeah. But 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 she just it's it's very QAnon like, just complete disregard for uh, the truth in favor of this sort of narrative. She yeah. she likes this this grand story of the uh, evil evil Kremlin and uh, you know and Putin is obviously Putin's not a great guy, but but she exaggerates the story to 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 make it more exciting for her readers. You know. I mean, I, I'm just trying to understand. Did Russia go door to door in the poor black right. community in Ferguson to personally point. pay money to people to riot and risk their lives like as the cops fucking deployed I, basically army level weapons on I them? I know, I know. It's like it's like there's no it, it is the the kind of things where they try to claim that there's no legitimate protest. There's no way that people who are generally feel disenfranchised and oppressed no. would ever take to the streets. That can't be real. Because you know? Louise has no 
concept of ever having experienced an injustice. She yeah. has no consequences for anything she does. She can fucking tank company after company because she has rich parents and a rich husband and nothing matters. And that's why she's kind of one of the worst kinds of drifter, grifters because even if her grift fucking dries up, she can still pump her bullshit out and she'll still have people following her hoping that there's going to be justice for, let's be honest, a fucking criminal uh, of a president. But sure. maybe not for I mean, these reasons. Exactly. I mean, it's like, I, there, yeah, there are two separate things. Whether or not Donald Trump is like a yeah. criminal, whether or not he committed crimes yeah. while in office. Well, he all probably, but, but probably, uh, <laughs> but, sure. But I, you know, I, I want to be, you know, uh, allegedly, uh, You're protecting alle the podcast? let's say allegedly, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, and the question of wh whether or not he's going to be brought to justice for it. Those are two separate questions. Allegedly, Donald yeah. Trump is a giant SpongeBob SquarePants filled with pus. Right. I, we, it's, it's, it's been it's claimed, alleged. it's been said that if you squeeze him, <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, it is fucked up because like, because people like we've talked about this before, people want, uh, you know, their problems in the, you know, the, the, the problem of John, Donald Trump to go away. Yeah. To, like in, in sort of a, in a big dramatic event, like, you know, uh, Mueller or Comey or whoever coming out and says, look at all the horrible things. And then he yeah. shrivels and dies and goes away. We never have to deal with Donald Trump ever again. He's disgraced. That's of course not going to happen. Imagine so. if for the last two years we had actually tried to nail Donald Trump on the hundreds of clear crimes he does in front of everybody every day instead of wasting our time on this and Chapo kind of nailed the, the you know uh, Chapo kind of nailed it when they said that if they had researched the other stuff it wouldn't have absolved the Democrats of losing whereas the Russia theory absolves them because it's not their fault that Good they point. lost it was Good hacked point. whereas if you just investigate the guy for being a corrupt like fucking mobster right. basically you're the one that looks like shit for losing an election against him that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, I, I did. When I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah, of course. <laughs> like, it makes perfect sense. It's day three. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic, but I don't think I'll ever get out of here, man. <laughs> Seth keeps shouting Robert Mueller's name over and over <laughs> again. Sometimes I can hear him crying. It's super disturbing. Here's the other crazy thing. He's obsessed with Travis. Like, I can hear him pacing above me, muttering, unlike Travis View, I have a man trapped in my basement. It's <laughs> fucked up, dude. And I'm pretty sure the other day I caught a glimpse of him wearing a full skin suit. I swear to God, it looked just like Don Jr. He was wearing it, like dancing in front of the mirror saying, I'd indict me. I keep trying to tell him that it's not the end of the world, that his two-year grift is coming to a close. Many grifters have come and gone in the era of Trump, and he had a good run. That he placed an extraordinary amount of confidence in our justice system to do the right thing when it comes to old white guys, but... I just, I couldn't get through to him. He berated me for having less followers than him, as well as writing less poetry. Shit, what was that? I think he's back. I love you guys. Never forget me. Oh, I mean, yeah. God, I mean, I, I feel sorry. I feel like I'm not, at this point, what is the point of calling the cops? If it sounds like he's a goner, yeah. if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Jeez, what a fucking I, I way did, to go. I called and actually canceled your call. Oh, yeah. all right. I told sense. him that's cool. We've yeah, going, figured it out. I mean, just from being, the beginning there, it sounded like he had hope and that he was getting out soon. So Right. But well, man, I got to assume like we would die at the hands of QAnon followers. But, you know, Seth Abramson, that's, yeah. a, that's a twist. We just, I just didn't expect him, you know. Also, like, hey, Jake is like a kind of an operator i don't want to you know but yeah. abducting him is amazing yeah a, yeah it was just it wouldn't just take a well-placed half of a hamburger <laughs> on a maybe like a a window ledge <laughs> bill 
Palmer with Travis View. On March 10th, Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts appeared on CNN and made a startling claim. A grand jury was impaneled in New York in regard to possible Trump campaign ties with Russia. Uh, Here is what the senator said. We obviously have very serious allegations that the Russians uh, were attempting to influence our campaign, our most sacred uh, event, uh, to to, uh, elect a president uh, in a free and fair election. And there are very strong allegations that the Russians had uh, relationships with people inside of the Trump campaign. In fact, subpoenas have now been issued uh, in Northern Virginia uh, with regard to General Flynn and General Flynn's associates. Uh, A grand jury has been impaneled up in New York. So we know that. Are you suggesting? First of all, the most sacred event in America is the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like our most sacred is like he's really overselling it. Kind Nobody of. likes the election. I know it's like he's like he sounds like such a fucking doofus in that in that clip. Yeah, and he got that information from Bill Palmer and Louise Mensch. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> amazing. As Marky, as a Marky aide later told Guardian reporter John Swain, uh, the senator was referring to reports uh, from the Palmer report. Uh, later the same day, a Bill Palmer, the editor of the Palmer Report, wrote a blog post celebrating that CNN and Markey had allegedly confirmed his reporting. That uh, blog post said, For weeks, Palmer Report has been bringing you the story of multiple federal grand juries already underway in eastern Virginia in Donald Trump's Russia scandal, a fact which was finally acknowledged by CNN last night. We've also been bringing you the story of New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman's own case against Trump. And now a U.S. senator has confirmed that a grand jury is also underway in that New York case. So for him, proof is just someone repeating what he said. Yes. Well, yes. It's very QAnon. It is very, very QAnon. However, there there was actually no evidence that either Palmer or Senator Markey was correct. Uh, in a statement provided after the incident, uh, after the uh, CNN appearance, an aide for Senator Markey said this in response. Senator Markey does not have direct intelligence in the case, and the information he was provided during a briefing is not substantiated. Senator Markey apologized for the confusion. Mm-hmm. But who is Bill Palmer? And why the fuck is a United States senator turning to some blogger to get information about legal proceedings? Well, not much is actually known about Bill Palmer, except that he is a 40-something independent journalist who appears to be able to churn out several short posts about Trump uh, every single day. He is prolific. On May 10th, uh, the, the day after Trump fired Comey, Palmer wrote 17 posts. Uh, he also uh, is apparently behind several shuttered publications prior to the Palmer Report. He once launched and ran uh, a tech-focused magazine called iProng. <laughs> uh, it sounds dirty. It's a, no, it sounds like a fucking like one of those awful Amazon uh, entries for like something you desperately need to adapt, like your phone or whatever. Right, and it's right. like a piece of shit that everyone hates and. Uh, People who knew Palmer before he got into political reporting marveled at his work ethic. Uh, Dan Klass, a podcaster who once uh, worked with Palmer, said that uh, Palmer published his uh, online magazine reliably once a month for a very long time. So they're just saying he posts a lot, and that's a great, that's work ethic now. (laughs) Well, Klass I've got great work ethic. I spend fucking 18 hours a day reading Twitter and and searching for my name. It's it's, 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 it's all a grind, baby. (laughs) 
Class told uh, Business Insider, quote, it, um, it had to have been a tremendous number of man hours, end quote. So the very first post on the Palmer Report, which was published uh, August 20th, 2016, uh, makes reference to another shuttered publication, The Daily News Bin. Uh, it's it, literally called after a garbage can. Yeah, yeah, right. The Daily just, News garbage you just can. Th- just throw, just yeah. throw your news into the bin. Just Very day appropriate, after day, because all these grifters, like you can just throw what they fucking say right into the garbage. So Bill Palmer said, "What is Palmer Report? Let's find out together. It's a personal editorial experiment, a side project, if you will. Even if, even as I continue to put my primary focus into Daily News Bin." Nothing has changed with that, but everything evolves. When I first started Daily News Bin last year, beyond the fact that I knew it would be a political news site, I honestly had no idea where it was going. These things tend to find their own path. I hope that the readers and fans of Daily News Bin will check out what I end up posting on Palmer Report as well. Yeah, so it sounds like... Why wouldn't it not be the Palmer Report? I don't know. What is Palmer Report? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like a weird, I don't know. Yeah. What is New York Times? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's awkward. So he fucked up the first sentence about his new platform. It's just <laughs> it bad. Did. It's grammatically fucked. It's, it's, it's very strange. But, you know, it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like he, he's a guy who just comes up with, like, new ideas. Uh, I'm going to run a uh, tech blog. Yeah. I'm going to run a, a music blog uh, yeah. about something vaguely political. Uh, that didn't work out. How about a second political blog? He just, he just starts up things over and over and over again. They're so much like us. They're bored. They want to hear their own voice. And, <laughs> That's you know, true. And they, they put That's in place a, something where they can do that every week. That's true. Uh, well, uh, but uh, far from being his side project, the Palmer Report wound up being uh, the publication that uh, gained him the most amount of attention and fame. Uh, wait one second. I just received a text from Jake. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck, it's another voicemail. Throw that up. Hey, Julian. It's Jake. I only have 3% battery left in my phone. <laughs> this might be the last time anyone ever hears my voice. Look, man, I was wrong to think that Donald Trump would escape justice. I now see that Robert Mueller's investigation was hamstrung from the start, and he's forced to look into the wrong type of collusion. The media got it wrong, but but not the media that Seth uses for his sources that they were right. I understand now that Kyle Griffin, the MSNBC producer, he's a god who walks among us. I I should have retweeted him more. I'm sorry I questioned Seth's motives. He's a good, honest man who only asked for money because he wanted to devote his life to cracking the Russian collusion case. And he only wrote the books because not enough people were sending him money. <laughs> Seth Abramson is a good, honest American, and he cares deeply about the people of this country. I was wrong to ever doubt him. And I apologize for completely owning him on Twitter. Is that good enough? Oh my God. Okay. Okay, he's making me go away now. I don't know where. Oh, Jesus. Julian, uh, I want you to have my Xbox One X. You, you <laughs> can use the second console to set up a private server and Ark Survival Evolved, and I think you'll have a lot of fun playing that. Mm, I don't know. To Travis? Yeah. I leave my copy of What Happened by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Fuck Please burn it in an oil barrel and sprinkle <laughs> the ashes into the toilet and then flush it while saying, Good riddance, if you don't mind. Julian, I I guess you can have the rest of my weed, too. There's only a couple nugs left. Maybe just one nug, but I I want you to have it. Yeah. Um, 
at my funeral, please uh, play Only in Dreams by Weezer. And if you guys can, time it so they lower my casket right when the dual guitar solo comes in. That would be totally <laughs> kick-ass. Um, it's all my friends and listeners of the podcast. Uh, just know that you were the third most important thing in my life after my wonderful girlfriend and, and owning Seth online to the point that he deleted his tweets, which I, again, sincerely apologize for. <laughs> Hopefully, two years from now, when the full Mueller report is released, you will all read it. And it will bring you much nachas. Don't cry for me. I'll be okay. One second thought, Travis, actually, maybe maybe reach out to Praying Medic and see what his experience is with bringing people back from the dead. Um, I mean, if you can't do it, no worries, though. I just thought I'd ask. Worth a shot. All right. My batteries are low and it's getting dark. See you on the other side, Ray. <laughs> Always wanted to say that. This is Jake Rokitansky. Signing off. Man, well, uh, that's pretty grim. Uh, although I, I guess I'm glad that we didn't do too much about it because at this point it does like you know that last message for sure. I mean he's a god. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's gone. He's gone. No I, I want to bring the authorities in this by yeah. this point now. Well, I don't want to waste the police's time. Yeah, right. Yeah, pity. Yeah, it's a pity. Uh, Jake, if you're still out there or whatever. Yeah. Um, I will, could you uh, just text your girlfriend about that Xbox thing? Because I'm not, I mean, she might want to try to keep it or whatever. Yes, that's true. If you're hearing this episode, Jake, um, we have forgotten you, unfortunately. <laughs> I cannot remember what you look like. It's just, it just looks like a, like a, a blank face with some you know, straw like hair, uh, some form of an egg, almost like a Twitter egg when that was still a thing. But, um, well, listener, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Send letters or whatever. Put up a wreath somewhere. Uh, put some, you know, get get a candle or two. Yeah. Organize. Yeah. Press F for respects. Yeah, exactly. And if you're looking to help Jake, all you have to do is go to berniesanders.com and donate five dollars <laughs> <laughs> and say this this one's for Jake. All right. In a 2017 blog post in which he promises to improve the quality of his reporting, Palmer seems to show that he has a high opinion of himself and his intentions. It says, I work for you, the public. I'm a hell of a lot better now than I was back in 2015, and I'm better than most of the crap sites out there that pass for political news, if only by default. But it's not enough. I have a responsibility to the public to keep improving as I go. As I move forward with Palmer Report, that continues to be my overriding goal. So he, he I think he did have a meeting with himself where he was like, no, we won't put the in front of Palmer Report. And no one yeah. was there to tell him that was stupid <laughs> because true. he works with himself in a newsroom of himself. Yep. And if you ever say that you're working for the public... You're a fucking piece of shit and a liar. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I ever let those words pass my mouth, I'd feel so fucking stupid afterwards. I'd just be like, no, that's wrong. That's, yeah, I that's, don't. That's... I work for myself. And if I'm making money, then it's for me. Right. And if people enjoy what I produce, yeah, then, then, cool. then good for them. Yeah. And that... if it's all fucking lies, then hey, it's on you. <laughs> it's on you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> it's on you, you listeners, you fucking rubes. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> After reading many of his posts, I would argue that this self-regard is misplaced. Um, <laughs> That's a classic Travis line, just very dry and just kind of understated and just absolutely vicious, disemboweling. <laughs> Bill Palmer articles are usually 
either rehashes of already existing reporting, his personal analysis of how much trouble he thinks Donald Trump <laughs> is in, and bullshit, basically. I am uh, receiving reports that Donald Trump has been put in the corner and been made to wear the dunce hat. Oh, owned. He's been a bad boy. What Bill Palmer usually does is draw extraordinary conclusions from flimsy connections or just bad sources. Uh, for example, the Palmer Report on October 29th, 2017, wrote a, wrote a post headlined, Ahead of Possible Arrest, Jared Kushner Secretly Leaves the Country. Uh, that article says in part, When Robert Mueller begins slapping handcuffs on the first batch of Donald Trump's co-conspirators tomorrow, will Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, be among them? Kushner flew to Saudi Arabia in what was clearly supposed to be a secret trip as the White House refuses to say why he went there or what he did once he got there. He supposedly returned to the United States on Saturday night, according to a political report. But considering the suspicious circumstances, that too could be a cover story. There's no known proof that he actually did return to the U.S. So mm, it's not how proof works. You yeah. Fucking dimwit. I know. It, this is another. This is another thing where uh, where Seth he says that uh, Bill Palmer says that oh I, I always I always source the uh, whatever yeah. I'm talking about but here he's just rejecting the source. Political yeah. says that he returned Saturday night and he, they say well maybe that's just bullshit. You know you could literally make any claim you want and say no one's proven it's not true or whatever. But, yeah. but it's because you just made that claim so no one's <laughs> refuting you. Also you're talking to yourself you're so right. no one's even in a dialogue with you to say you're wrong and so, that's how you like it. You want to fucking huff your own farts and you fucking you you this these people are intellectual actually Dutch ovening themselves that's, that's and then it. they go Perfect. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, here Palmer is basically implying that Kushner is trying to flee the country because he's so scared of Robert Mueller. Uh, but Kushner's return to the U.S. to attend the uh, birthday party for Ivanka Trump was reported independently by Vanity Fair. So it's completely baseless speculation to suggest that Kushner was was like hiding out in Saudi Arabia. And of course, now that the Mueller investigation is complete, we can safely say that Kushner was not arrested by Robert Mueller. It's funny. The more I think about the the people arrested, you know, as part of the whole uh, thing and like how untouched anybody really close to, to Donald Trump was, it makes me think there's this old guard like Mueller who are all like fucking Republicans and they don't give a shit about like, you know, all the foreign intervention and all the actual crimes like you know, being committed on a larger, in a larger sense, but they hate people like Roger Stone and Manafort because it makes them look bad. That's a good it's, point. It's a bit like if a mob guy, one of the mob guys like starts to become like ultra violent, he's, attract, he's attracting too much heat and you got to get rid of him. And that's yeah. kind of what they did. They're like, you're attracting too much heat. You're just too cartoonishly corrupt. <laughs> you're right. They're probably looking for a reason to take down Stone and, uh, for and Manafort for decades. Yeah, they and fucking hated this them. This was the opportunity to yeah, like finally rhythm, flush them out of the Republican Party. That's what it is. And they're yeah. all like macho, militaristic fuckers anyway. So they're probably like, Roger Stone, he's out there swinging and wearing dapper yeah, suits and yeah. shit. What he's, a, a, he's a fop. What a fruity he, guy. We yeah. got we to gotta fucking wipe these people out. Yeah, that's a good point. So you, you heard it here first. You're homophobic if you hate Roger Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bill Palmer will also source claims from absolutely anything or anybody without bothering to check their credibility. A favorite so source of Palmer's, for example, is Luis Mensch. I just realized he's like those movie, uh, he's like those movie posters that have quotes from like random Twitter users. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a, like it's like a human centipede in which the feces is just liberal wish casting. Yeah. So here's a blog post in which Palmer reports that Russia may have compromising material on Congressman Jason Chaffetz. 
Um, it says, quote, for months, onlookers have wondered why House Oversight Committee Chairman Jason Chaffetz has done his best to protect Donald Trump from his Russian collusion scandal. Has it been merely partisan hackery or has Chaffetz had a more specific reason? According to an Intel community source, the FBI has learned that Russia has compromot blackmail material on Chaffetz and has been using it to keep him in line with regard to Trump's Russia scandal. The Intel source comes by way of political pundit Luis Mensch, whose inside sources have a history of being correct about FISA warrants and other matters. Here's how she phrases it. Sources say there is crumpabot on Jason Chavis. This is why he turned around and that FBI know it. She does not go on to reveal what that blackmail material is, but the key phrase here is that he turned. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's really, I love that. I love that Bill Palmer is like pouring over Louise Mench's poorly written tweets. It'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, hmm, here's what, here's how that makes sense yeah. of it. Like a Talmudic sort of interpretation of it. Uh, someone who tweets a hundred times a day. And in this case, the grammar's awful and she didn't even capitalize the beginning of one sentence. So it's just like, she's clearly putting a lot of thought into it. It's definitely worth yeah, decoding. Right. This is so much like QAnon, just lazy, misspelled just th bullshit. Throw it out. And yeah. then you're like, no, this is actually like, oh, I'm going to fucking open the entrails of this shitty tweet and fucking read the future in the... <laughs> right. Uh, of course, there's no real evidence that Russia has a uh, compromise on Chaffetz. What a shame. Uh, or sometimes uh, Bill Palmer will, will strongly hint that something horrible is afoot based on absolutely nothing at all. Um, for example, when Melania Trump was out of the public eye for a few days, Bill Palmer wrote this on May 25th, 2018. Melania Trump is missing. There's no other way to put it. She disappeared into the hospital under suspicious circumstances. The White House ended up refusing to explain what was going on. Donald Trump then claimed she had returned home, and no one has seen her since. Now, a particular bizarre stunt today by Donald Trump raises even more questions about where Melania is and why. So, Melania Trump is fine <laughs> and made public appearances shortly after this post. But in addition to being just always wrong all the time in just these really obnoxious ways... Palmer has a history of clashes with liberal groups. For example, uh, Palmer ran a Facebook group called Donald Trump is not my president. And he started a beef with another liberal Facebook group called Pantsuit Nation for some unknown reason. Oh, for them to just destroy each other. What a <laughs> pleasure. Uh, so uh, Palmer wrote this about Pantsuit Nation. It's only 10 days old, and it comically claims to have some huge amount of members, but most of them are fake, and it's full of hostile comment trolls. Palmer called uh, Pantsuit Nation's administrator a, quote, vicious piece of work, and said he'd reported the group uh, to Facebook for being fraudulent. Uh, no one's quite well, sure. What does that even fucking mean? I, I don't what does know. that mean? To, to, it's a Facebook group. Yeah, they don't give a shit. What does it mean to be fraudulent? Are they faking that they love pantsuits? No one's quite sure what set Palmer off, but Libby Chamberlain, the founder of Pantsuit Nation, claims that Palmer requested to be an administrator of the group, and Chamberlain declined. Ah, uh, yes, this is this is actually makes sense now. <laughs> Another member of Pantsuit Nation claimed that Palmer uh, sent a link or posted a link of one of his to one of his articles in the group uh, chat, 
And uh, Palmer became angry after other members called it clickbait. That's amazing. So all the pussy hats are like, dude, you're a yeah, hack. Yeah, exactly. It's like even even yeah. like the super pro Hillary people are like, oh, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Bill Palmer is also a very prolific tweeter. Uh, Palmer's signature trick on Twitter is to give a rundown of, quote, Donald Trump's day so far. And these always paint the picture of Donald Trump being in turmoil and anguish. You may notice if you visit his Twitter account, uh, though, right now, if you, he's only published a few thousand tweets. That's because when I checked, Bill Palmer appeared to have deleted all tweets prior to February 9th, 2019. Aww, why does, would he do something I like know, that? Interesting. That does not show a high degree of confidence in your prior statements, I'll just say. He was working for the people the whole time. Mm. People's fault if he's wrong. So here's a tweet from uh, February 2019, and it says, Donald Trump's day so far. Democrats on Senate Intelligence Committee say Trump should be terrified of probe. Trump mistakenly celebrates no collusion. Trump pal Tom Barack defends Saudi murder. These people are garbage. They're going to prison. It's still only 1040 a.m. And I have not had breakfast. I'm furious. This, and here's a more recent tweet from March 20th. It says, Donald Trump's day so far. Takes credit for John McCain's funeral. Attacks McCain for not coming back from the dead to thank him. Trump's brain has turned to jello. Hope Hicks sells him out. Steve Bannon sells him out. Trump is going to prison. It's still only 1040 p.m. My I'm, doctor tells me I can't eat bacon I anymore. I'm, all, I'm dying. 1040 p.m. is almost the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah. If the, the format doesn't even make sense at this point. It's still only. Wait, is it only 10? It's always 1040? You know, well, the That's other one was does? 1040. Why does he fucking like 1040? The, well, the other one was 1040 a.m. Oh, 1040 p.m. This one's 1040 p.m. Yeah. Well, for geniuses, the day starts at 1040 and yeah. ends at 1040. So all of these tweets, they always reliably get between 500 and 2,000 retweets, uh, which is understandable because we learned from QAnon. People want to believe that their political enemies are suffering in some vague way. It's all we have left. That's all politics is. Right. Yeah. It, re it reminds me of how like QAnon always says like panic in D.C. It's like, oh, they're panicking. They're shitting their pants. They're all terrified. They aren't going to prison. There aren't any like real consequences, but like inside their minds, oh, they're suffering in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm suffering from hearing all this shit. I know. Uh, Bill Palmer does not take criticism of his credibility or accuracy very well. Uh, for example, there is a service called NewsGuard, which supposedly labels news outlets according to their credibility. And when NewsGuard asked Bill Palmer to respond to criticisms of him in an email, Palmer wrote back to claim that he is, quote, launching an editorial investigation into the activities of NewsGuard. Mm, uh, sure. Palmer's letter to NewsGuard implied that the service was part of an MSM conspiracy to shut down independent media. Uh, Palmer's letter says in part, NewsGuard managed to elicit blind praise from a number of major news outlets before publishing any of its work or revealing any of its supposed methodology. Their most logical motivation for blindly throwing their weight behind your empty venture would be the expectation that your success will gain them a competitive advantage. More specifically, that your efforts will help to sabotage the smaller independent news outlets that often embarrass them by beating them on important stories. What communications have you had with the major news outlets and reporters who have written these puff pieces about you? In uh, 2017, Pamela Engel at Business Insider also wrote a great story about Bill Palmer, which I used to get a lot of info about Palmer's in, uh, background. Uh, well, 
Engel was reporting the story, Palmer wrote a blog post attempting to discredit both Engel and the story before it was even published. It says, This is not an instance of a journalist aggressively pursuing a story. This is one news outlet trying to strategically manufacture a dishonest attack piece on a smaller competing news outlet for competitive reasons and going to stunningly creepy links to try and pull it off. Oh my God. I know. He really does cry online a lot. Yeah, he's he's just super defensive. Once uh, Jeffrey Gutman, an anti-Trump Twitter personality, pressed Palmer to come up with a better source for a Palmer Report story. In response, Palmer directly texted Gutman this. Hi, Jeffrey. I'm not sure what your beef is, but you're making yourself look really bad by inventing absurdly invalid reasons to cast imaginary doubt on our reporting. You might want to quit while you're behind. So... Dude, I love this sentence. Uh, inventing absurdly invalid reasons to cast imaginary doubt. Yeah. Fucking, just, hey, just, I'm addicted to adjectives. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know this is like a premium episode, so it might not get spread around, but if Palmer ever gets wind about it, he will certainly write vaguely menacing and perhaps even conspiratorial blog posts about me and QAnon Anonymous. As expected, the end of the Mueller investigation hasn't eroded Palmer's certainty that Trump is doomed. Honestly, if they just bet on him having a coronary instead of, you know, him getting arrested, <laughs> they'd know. be fucking right eventually. That's, that's a good point. Um, uh, here are a few choice Bill Palmer headlines from just this past week. Donald Trump is finally getting his day in the sun, and he's melting. <laughs> <laughs> William Barr just lost control of the Mueller report narrative. The Trump bar cover-up of the Mueller report is already unraveling in real time. It's all nonsense. It's all spin and a lot of it's bullshit. But people keep returning to the Palmer report or Palmer report. Yeah, as please. He calls returning it. to Palmer report. Palmer report. <laughs> it's a location, actually. Yeah. It's a place. It's like it's like Margaritaville. And they return to it for the same reason people keep returning to QAnon because they need to believe that justice is coming for the political enemies. Um, there was a, a woman named Pamela Deering who once donated $20 to a, a GoFundMe campaign that was run by Bill Palmer for his publications. And she basically said as much. She said, quote, I now read Palmer Report first every day and check back frequently. Your reporting has been the only thing that gave me real hope. Thank you. So he's a puppet show for lips. Yeah, that's basically it. People, gather around, children. People, yeah, people don't, yeah, they gather around to be like, oh, is reality too scary for you? Is the, is, 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 it's not even Orange Man bad. It's Orange Man terrifying to grapple with. Yeah. Orange Man about to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's about to go down. And it's always, it's, it's so imaginative. They're so emotional. Oh my God. He's, Donald Trump is so fucked. He's just yeah. unimaginably fucked. He's like, he's fucked and he's, he's sweating in the Oval Office and he's scared. He's thinking about his entire family's about arrested. And it's like, this, his whole world is yeah. crumbling around him. And it paints this like incredibly intense emotional story that people who really, really hate Donald Trump and want him to suffer, they, they eat it up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They they managed to maintain the emotional intensity of like the last two minutes of like uh, any episode of any Netflix show where yeah. they really want you to. But that's it. That's it's that level of panic and high stakes in their voice all the time for years. Yes. How do they do it? Such endurance. Yeah. I admire them in a way. I mean, this is why I sort of like uh, it was it was sort of interesting to call back to uh, Bill Palmer's sort of early years where people sort of marveled at like how how hard he churned and how hard he worked because he was able to like maintain this 
this intensity and focus to, yeah. to, to, and that uh for for a long long time because that's in in the in the world where like in the in, in the internet world it's like people reward like you know uh content creators and like if you can't create like high quality content then you create like the most of it and, yeah. and then the, that's that's what people like Kind Patreon subscriber, you've been listening to another premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. Thank you so much for subscribing, obviously. Uh, if you want to help, you can just tell people about us, social media, IRL, whatever, um, iTunes, five stars if you know you want. But these things are all optional because as a you know a Patreon subscriber, you're doing more than enough to, to help us out here. Uh, we just hope you enjoy the content. Jake will smuggle mini hot dog wieners onto a transatlantic flight. Fill the plain bathroom sink with warm water, soak the wieners in the water, and then slurp them up one by one like he's bobbing for apples. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you.